Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Tuesday afternoon. It is Super Bowl week here on Kaplan and Crew. You can see, for those of you watching, you got all the little Vegas schmaltzy kind of things that we're putting up on the screen for you represent the fact that we are in Vegas. Now, yes, it's true. Those of you that are watching and listening, I'm at home in San Diego. I'll be in L.A. as the week goes on. But Alex is on Radio Row. He's in Vegas. So stay tuned because we got a ton of Super Bowl coverage coming up for you, especially if you were watching the opening night ceremonies last night. Uh, so we'll get to all of it coming up. First, I got to thank all of our partners because without our partners, we don't get to do this every day. We don't get to all hang out together like we do. So here it goes. I start with 7 Mile Casino. 7milecasino.com is their website. And the QR code is right here on the bottom corner of your screen. If you are thinking, what do you got? What, what do you got planned Sunday? What is the game plan? What are you doing? Well, you know you need to be able to see the game. You know you want great food. Now, throw on top of that, if you like to play blackjack or poker, you could be at Seven Mile Casino in a completely smoke-free environment while watching the big game and eating tremendous food. Tremendous food. Just tremendous people at Seven Mile Casino. Tremendous food. You could be having amazing food at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. Great brunch. Best brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine readers on Saturday and Sunday. So think about your game plan for Sunday and consider Seven Mile Casino as part of that game plan. Seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Parking is free. It's easy. It's close. No smoking. You're going to have a great time. You're going to be a winner, and you're going to enjoy it all on Sunday at Seven Mile Casino. SevenMileCasino.com. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, let me talk about something else. Let me talk about Tory Holistics and California Holistics, soon to be coming Oxnard Holistics. If you're going way up north, you got Mammoth Holistics, but let's focus in on the two locals. Tory Holistics, California Holistics. Now look, Sunday's the game. If you want to be in the frame of mind to chill and relax and enjoy the game, you need to make your, your move to Tory Holistics and California Holistics. There are lots of places in San Diego County to buy cannabis products, but these are our partners. And here's what they do for you as our partners. One, they give you 20% off when you use our promo code BETTERBUD. So whether you're buying online for delivery or you're walking into the shop, BETTERBUD saves you 20%. Your next visit, they've already got your name in their system. Your next visit, you're getting 30%. The next visit, the third visit, you're saving 35%. So listen, there are a lot of, there's a lot of competition for cannabis in San Diego. Tory Holistics and California Holistics are giving you the incentive to say, come to us. Better Bud saves you 20% when you spend $75 or more at Tory and California Holistics. Let me talk about prize picks because we are now at the end of the football season. If you take somebody from football in the big game this upcoming Sunday, like Patrick Mahomes, where you can get Patrick Mahomes for only half a yard passing, gift, it's a, it's a gift. Take Patrick Mahomes, put him together with a basketball player because basketball season, you know, look, we're close to the uh, trade deadline. We're close to the all-star game. Take a football guy, put him together with a basketball guy, scroll over to the specials section, make a combo play, and that's where you can win big. Okay, so last night I was trying to put together hockey with basketball. And they do it for you, by the way. The special section, they'll take a combination of this hockey player with this basketball player, this many shots on goal with this many three-pointers made, and they make the combo play for you. You just have to scroll over to the special section. Prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. The QR code is right here. If you've not yet made your first deposit, they match at 100% up to $100. Okay. So they make it easy too. You can use Apple Pay on your phone to, to deposit. You can, you can withdraw quickly and easily. Join me and the 7 million others that are playing prize picks, prizepicks.com slash 
great friends. All right, let's start the show. I'll have more to tell you at the halftime. Let's keep going. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Tuesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're just taken to the airwaves of 1090, blasting throughout Southern California. I'll, I'll just say this. Everybody who's out there driving around listening on terrestrial radio, bro, slow down. Take it easy. We're going to all get there together. We're going to be safe, and we're going to all have fun for the next few hours that we're all going to hang out because, uh, dude, I'll tell you right now, yesterday was ridiculous. The rain was nonstop. Earlier today, caught a little breather, okay? But according to all the reports, and I've been watching a lot of the Weather Channel all of a sudden, there's more on the way. So whether you're in San Diego, Orange County, L.A., even north of L.A., Central Coast, Rondé's Crib, the Nard, right? And then making it all the way up to Vegas. Dude, take it easy. So uh, radio listeners, glad you guys are here. YouTubers, Chatlins, love you guys. Glad you guys are here today audio podcasters on your own time, television viewers at night. Glad everybody's here with us today. So as you can tell, for those of you that are watching, we've done a little Vegas decoration to the show. And that is because while I'm here in San Diego today and we'll be in LA for the better part of the week, Grande has been dispatched boots on the ground in Las Vegas. You are looking live at Radio <laughs> Row in Las Vegas, Nevada, and that is where Grande is stationed. Grande, good afternoon. Scott, good afternoon. We are in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. It is. I just want to say something from a personal standpoint before we get into whatever happened last night, okay? Mm -hmm. This is the most sober I've been in Vegas in my life. <laughs> and it's weird. Because, you know, you come here for a reason, right? You come here to party. You come here to go to shows. You come here to go to clubs. You come here to gamble. You come here to watch sports. But... You do it with a drink in your hand. This is the most sober I've been. I've been here for 24 hours in this just clean, clean living. Like I'm at home, you know, woke up at 6 a.m., watched the sunrise from Cousin Nancy's house. It's like, what? A, this is just an awkward feeling to be in this city to feel this way. Just wanted yeah. to throw that out there. No, I got it. Because the thing yeah. is, like you say, when you go to Vegas, you go to Vegas to party. That's why people go, yeah. period. Yeah. You know, yeah. but now you got to think about it differently. You got to think like, hey, the, the NFL has a team in Vegas. The NFL has a mega stadium in Vegas. Mm -hmm. By the way, they got an NHL team. They're getting a baseball team as the A's move into town. They're going to get an NBA team eventually. They, the Knights they have, play tonight? I've been wanting, I kind of want to check that out. Dude, you should talk to JT. JT might be able to hook you yeah. up. JT the Brick sure. is the mayor of Las Vegas. So yeah. maybe you go see a hockey game. I, I saw last night, don't ask me why, but I was flipping around. Um, and uh, this was after the Laker game last night. And I, I happened to catch WWE like Monday Night Raw. And the only mm -hmm. reason that it was even like on my radar, because I don't even do you know who the heavyweight champion is of WWE? Yes. Who? Roman Reigns. No, you're wrong. Okay. Good guess, though. Good guess. Uh, um, hold on. Hold on. Heavyweight champion of WWE. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes. No, another great guess. Uh, hold on. I got one more in me. I got one more in me. Um, CM Punk. No, uh, another outstanding guess. Okay. I got nothing. All right. You the ready? Rock? No, no. He may be, <laughs> but you ready? You ready for this? Seth freaking Rollins. Seth Rollins. He's heavyweight. He, he showed up last night. He's a world heavyweight champion in WWE. Okay. So, so I, because of the rock 
and all the social media coverage that's been going on with the rock coming back for WrestleMania last yeah. night, I decided to stop at WWE. And I was saying to my girlfriend, I'm like, I don't even know who the champion is. And here comes Seth freaking Rollins. I'm like, I would never have been able to come where, up. With where were they? Are they in Vegas? No, they were in, um, Oh gosh. I don't remember exactly. Oh, they were in St. Louis. They were gotcha. in St. Louis. There is a big, big, big WWE press conference that I plan on attending on Thursday with the rock and Roman reigns for WrestleMania. That's this. This is why I brought it up because okay. as, because as Vegas is now an NFL city, an NHL mm -hmm. city, soon to be a major league baseball city. Eventually you got to think an NBA city, the home mm -hmm. of UFC, the home of boxing. And last night when I just, again, was flipping around and I saw this WWE Monday night raw, which I used to be addicted to many years ago, but I haven't seen it in ages, but they're bringing back the rock. And it created this whole social media stir. And then they started to promote that. I think it's Thursday. They have a yeah. monster press conference in yep. Vegas. And I'm going, that is the most brilliant freaking thing. <laughs> it's it's Vegas. It's Super Bowl. And the week of Super Bowl, they're bringing Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, to a press conference where now mm -hmm. not only does he want to promote, you know, WrestleMania, but he also is going to promote the UFL. Right. I don't know why I know so much about this, but I do. So The Rock makes his return to wwe where else san diego right like that's right a month, like like six weeks ago he yeah. makes his return to WWE in san diego right announces his comeback then three weeks later he becomes a director of a board of director seat or something for the new tko so he's now like invested in wwe and now he's going to be wrestling at wrestlemania for whatever championship that other dude has in Roman Reigns. Like the whole process of it all is just brilliant by WWE. Brilliant. And it's and it's brilliant by The Rock too because remember you, one little detail was that he got possession of all of his um you know intellectual Brand. property, you know, and so so in for them to give him something, I'm suspecting that he gave them something which is yeah. I'll come back and I'll I'll bring my brand back to life. Through wrestling, one thing I love about Dwayne Johnson is is that he's not forgotten where he comes from, and he um, still knows that it was wrestling that made him a star, and it was wrestling that turned him into a movie star. It's wrestling that's made him ultra, ultra, ultra wealthy, and and he needs to continue to nurture that brand. So I just and have, don't want to yeah. be negative about it all, but and his Hollywood career's kind of hit a rough patch. Yeah, not, not not really raking in the the millions and millions that his movies used to anymore. I, I have no idea. A, the a last rock movie fatigue. Oh yeah, because he's been in everything. He 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 right. saturated himself. It happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally saturated himself. Look at us, Radio Row talking about WWE and The Rock. Well, all because really, what we, the conversation started out as Vegas, mm -hmm. and and here you are in Vegas, and you're saying, hey, dude, I'm I usually come here to party and I'm sober, but the thing is is that now you're there for work. Yeah. yeah. You know, Vegas is now a, lot a stop of, for work. Again, a lot of work done. Yesterday was a very long day. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun, man. I, I checked in from Cousin Nancy's, and as soon as I, I shut the laptop off, I made my way over here, did a bunch of uh, technical tests. So far, so good. We'll see how it goes as, as it gets more crowded. You know, it's Tuesday, so it's not as crowded as it's going to be on Friday. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm looking over to my left. I see... You know, this guy, dude, this guy, Pat McAfee with like the biggest, baddest ass set here on Radio Row. You'll see oh, really? he's not here yet. He's not here yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I think because he, he was doing he does well, wrestling. Dude, he does was, WWE. I, 
Dude, yeah. I saw him last night. And and again, my girlfriend and I, like, she doesn't know anything about wrestling. And last mm-hmm. week I was wearing the Hard Times Daddy Dusty Rhodes mm-hmm. t-shirt. And she's like, what is that that you're wearing? And I'm like, it's Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, Hard Time Daddy. And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. So, of course, I had to get on YouTube and show her the video. You don't know about Hard Time Daddy. Hard Time when the textile workers around this country got four or five kids, can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard Time mm-hmm. when the auto worker that out of work. And hard times is when a man had worked in a job for 30 years. 30, 30 years. years. They kick him in the they kick him in the butt. They say, Hey, a computer had took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. And we all have had hard seen, time together. Have, have you seen one? Iron Claw yet? I have not. And I hear it's very depressing and very dark. It's incredibly depressing. Yeah. And incredibly dark. Um, and it also features the worst. I heard Ric Flair guy. The worst. I've seen the video. It takes you, it legit, because if you know Ric Flair, and if you know the woo, right? It's a very specific woo. He ruins it. Oh, I've heard. Ruins the movie. I've I've heard. And I heard that the guy who's the actor somehow was like friends with the director, and that's why they cast him in that role. Horrible, man. Horrible. Got Got the walk wrong. He had no charisma. He got the woo wrong. Just everything about it was wrong. But I and believe Buddy Landell. I believe there is a Dusty Rhodes appearance in that movie. That's why I brought oh, I haven't it up. seen it. No, I, I believe it. there is. Yeah, I would play Ric Flair hard. But Buddy Landell, it's hard for me to sit backstage and hear a guy calling hollering my name when mm-hmm. I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars around this world than mm. you made last year. Mm. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, kiss stealing. Wheeling, dealing. I mean, I would go up. I'm having a hard time keeping these alligators down, brother. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, me too. Yes, great Uh, movie. Depressing movie. Sad movie. And spoiler alert, there was more to the real life story that they didn't even show in the movie that would have made it even more depressing. Because I, once I finished watching the movie, I went and read about this family because I knew nothing about them. The Von Erich family? The Von Von Erich family. And I went and I read. And they're just like, this movie was already so depressing that we had to remove one of the siblings in the way they perished. Oh like we gosh. couldn't fill it, fit it all in because it was so bad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So if you're just getting with us here this afternoon, Grande is in Vegas and he, he said, you turned to his left. We started talking about how Vegas is now a work city. It's not a party city, at least mm-hmm. in the sports world now. And he looked to his left and he talked about how Pat McAfee must have this giant setup. And last yeah. night I was watching wrestling and I saw that that the WWE is having this massive press conference in Vegas this week, which is just so mm-hmm. utterly brilliant that they're going to have a press conference with The Rock about WrestleMania mm-hmm. Super Bowl week when The Rock has the UFL, which is the combination of the XFL and the USFL, the Spring Football League. So that's one thing he'll be there to promote. He'll be there to promote uh, you know, WrestleMania and to do it the week of. And then McAfee, who last night I watched McAfee on – on WWE because he's now like the co-host, the color commentator of WWE. I don't know how McAfee does it, man. I, I really don't know how the guy does it. You know, radio in the morning, or I, I wouldn't call it radio, I guess podcasting in the morning, hop a plane, WWE got that kind of cash, get to St. Louis where he was. I think he does his show from Indianapolis back to Indy. And then from Indy, I suppose he'll get to Vegas. But man, I got to give that guy credit because he is working hard, Jack. He really is. Yeah, so, so to my left, um, by the way, I'm texting JT the Brick. I just saw him walk by. So let's see if he mm-hmm. can sit down for a second. Um, Pat McAfee to my left, Pro Football Talk, NBC next to them. Then like a 
blank space. They're doing a lot of extra stuff. There's like couches and stuff set up, so I don't really know what's happening over there. Fox Sports Radio. Here's the funniest part, dude. To my right, and we'll see you later. You have the Bounty House of Wings. They're gonna here shortly. They're gonna be hanging, handing out chicken wings, like filthy chicken wings. So then you can with clean your hands towels. with Bounty paper towels. Smart. Incredible. I mean, it's I a two-story setup, dude. And their guest list is ridiculous. It's like what's not on the screen right now, but I'll tell you. Then this is why you know you're in Vegas. Well, they're, by the way, they're paying, they must be paying everybody because they're paying for the setup in Radio Row Bounty. And yeah. um, by the way, I'm a paper towel addict. So like I buy massive amounts of rolls of paper towels when I'm at Costco because a lot of people will use like a dish rag and stuff. I use paper towels all day long. That's my thing. Me too. I love Me too. paper towels. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Kirkland paper towel guy, but I, I do use paper towels. Funniest, most, I'm hitting this up soon. Slot machines in Radio Row. No way. Like I'm real looking at slot machines? Real NFL-themed slot machines. God, it's I'm amazing. looking at them. It's amazing Ooh. to me that that for the forever, my whole life, for as long as the Detroit Lions have been horrible, my whole life, your whole life, the, the NFL has said gambling is bad. Don't gamble. Gambling is bad. And now the NFL is in the gambling business. I mean, it's just Crazy. incredible. All right, what yeah, are you doing? So there? Yeah. I see you. Everybody on screen can see you're you're maneuvering. What are you doing? I'm getting a, I'm getting another laptop ready in case someone comes by. All right, well, take your time. Listen. Do, the, do this for us um, as we are now uh, here into day one of, you know, the, the Super Bowl week. Do this for me, Alex. Um, yeah. I want to I see some of the videos that you shot yesterday. But before sure. I do, I want to talk about prize picks because I'm just going to caution everybody right now. Today's Tuesday. The big game is coming up on, on Sunday. When you take a football guy like, like, like Patrick Mahomes, 0.5 yards. 0.5, by the way, Browner's getting ready to check in now. 0.5 yards for Patrick Mahomes passing. You put Patrick Mahomes together with a basketball player in the special section. So when you go on to the prize picks app and you've got like NFL, NBA, college basketball, scroll and you'll find the special section. That's where the prize picks guys come up with combo plays. Yesterday, Browner and I were trying to figure out how to put together a basketball player with a hockey player, but we didn't know who any of the hockey players were. We were literally sitting here doing research on air, trying to figure out, this guy was the number one overall pick. How many shots does he have per game? How many goals has he scored? Because we don't really know. So if you go on to prizepicks, prizepicks.com slash great friends, or use the QR code that's on the screen, prizepicks.com slash great friends, and you put together football guy with basketball guy in the specials section and you make a combo play, you're going to elevate your earnings. I'm telling you right now. Now, here's the other thing. Um, football season is coming to an end, right? This is our last game. So this is your chance, man. I know for me, I've saved everything I've got in my account just for the big game. And I'm first and foremost, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes at the 0.5 yards passing. And I know I'm taking Isaiah Pacheco no matter what his rushing total number is. Guys won for me for three straight weeks. I got to ride that horse all the way to the very end. So guys, just a quick reminder, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to $100. You can make your deposits through Apple Pay on your phone and withdrawals are really easy too. And I would encourage everybody who's listening and watching to join me and the 7 million others who are playing on prizepicks, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Okay, Alex, uh, you ready to kind of show us a little tour of what you did last night? And here comes Brown. How we doing, Brown? What's up, y'all? I'm fresh off this. I'm fresh off this virtual court, trying to get my life together. You know. Yeah, and you're also wrong, on the wrong, wrong mic. mic. Yeah. Ow! 
Jesus. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Ow. All right. So Browner's coming in live. That's the way it works around here. This is the way we do it. You know? Uh, my back. I'm ready to testify. Your honor. Oh, really? You had to go in front of a judge today, virtual court, huh? Yeah, yeah. They saw me virtually up in there, you know. They saw me up in there. They see you. Winners they win. see you sitting right. Did, did they see you sitting where you're sitting right now? Oh, yeah. But I blurred the background. You know, I don't, I don't want people. I don't want the judge to know. You know, I'm in my home office, you know. Yeah. So I blurred that thing. Should, out. She couldn't see nothing. You blurred that thing, huh? Blurred that thing. I, you know, I want her. I didn't want her to be a professional and holler great friends while she was, you know, doing her job. Yeah. You, you blurred that junt, huh? Blurred that turn out, man. And do winners I, win? Winners win, baby. Winners yeah. win. Yeah, we two for Cheers. two all up in it. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We two Cheers. for two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, Alex, what's going on? I feel like you're like getting yeah. ready to put somebody Daddy on there. Cochran up in yeah, here. In next segment, we'll have JT the Brick, our our friend, jumping on. Feeling you. Okay, right not different different guy, different guy, Browner. Yeah. The mayor of Las Vegas. Right, the mayor JT. of Vegas. Oh, and, oh, yeah. the one who said to go get traded. I wonder if he's uh, <laughs> my, first question, my first question, Scott. Uh, can you sneak us into the direct TV party again, please? Yeah, because that, that was a great time at what? Jennifer what Lopez. Oh, right, right, right. That was in Houston, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. Yeah. oh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. That's right, Minneapolis. Yeah, JT snuck. Super Bowl to you, dude. You, you can't, it's all runs together. Well, he took us right into the um, he took us right into that party, the direct TV party. We had J Lo and we had uh, we the best music, Neo, DJ Khaled, DJ Neo, Khaled. right in yeah. right in our grill, man. He was right in our right face, in man. You know, is he little? No, I mean, he's not, no, he's not that little. Neo, no, not Neo. No, no, no. I DJ know Neo little. DJ Khaled, not little, no, he big. Yeah, he a big, big, he a big old, big old rascal. Round, round. Yeah. So J wait, so right. JT's going to join us next. Yes. Okay. The mayor of Las Vegas makes the uh, the opening day, which is great. Now, speaking of opening days, Alex, you were there last night because last night, mm -hmm. for anybody that was watching on ESPN, NFL Network, I mean, it was pretty much covered everywhere. Last yeah. night was the media night, so that yes, means sir. that all the big stars are there, and all the media comes around, and people try and be funny, you know. And it's it's gotten so old and lame already that it's not funny anymore at all. You know, um, but nonetheless, the only thing that I saw that was kind of funny was there was Andy Reid lookalikes ask, asking questions. Oh, that's that was funny. kind of funny. Everything yeah, else, right. I didn't see anything wild. I didn't see anybody wearing like well carrot top. I shared a media shuttle with carrot top. I was like, what's this dude doing? And wow. they got him. Literally, they got him right in front of Pat, Travis Kelsey to ask a question. I didn't even know what the question did was. Did I did I see you have a picture? Was it with comedian Burt Kreischer? Yes. I got okay. to meet the machine, Burt Kreischer, yesterday. Big fan of his. Okay. Uh, took a picture with him. I don't have it loaded, but yes. Be great to be great to have him on the show sometime. It would be great. It was a very quick, what's up? Yeah. You know that, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but on Sunday night, our boy Lawhead performed stand-up comedy in Pasadena at a new club that um, one of the bus brothers from the Lakers bought and, and made into like a bomb club. What's the guy's name? Sebastian Manacusco or something like that? Um, he's hilarious. I love that guy. Sebastian Manikowsko, something like that. And Howie Mandel and both cause law had performed a couple of times that night. Sebastian, I mean, who's one of the biggest stars in comedy right now. He brought Lawhead up and he's like, Oh man, I have known this guy forever. I haven't seen him in a really long time. I can't wait to hear what he's going to say tonight. Very talented guy. Here comes Lawhead. Sebastian brought Lawhead up. And then Howie Mandel 
who didn't know Lawhead because you could tell he's like, hey, this is a very good friend of mine. He's a very funny guy. Bring him up to mm-hmm. the stage. You know, he just said what guys say. But Howie mm-hmm. Mandel introduced Lawhead the other night to a, to an audience. So way cool. to go, Law. Way to go, man. Go, Law. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, dude. Um, this is um, just walking in because it was raining all day yesterday. It wouldn't stop raining. So stadium looks awesome. Stadium the, awesome. In, the inside is like – it's so high up. It feels like it's so high up. It's when you're in the middle of the field like that. It's just, it's kind of intimidating. And it was a, a very, very pro 49er fan base. I don't know if you guys watched last night, but every yeah. time a, a Chiefs player touched the mic, they were getting booed mercilessly. Well, well, and JT will talk about this coming up. I mean, Vegas is the home of the Raiders. And right. as such, the Raider fans are anti Chiefs. So they are booing the hell out of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. We'll hear this all coming up. We'll watch the video. We got tons of stuff. We are in Vegas. I mean, one third of the show, but the show is in Vegas. We're in the yeah. Seven Mile Casino Studios. JT the Brick will join us next. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. It's Super Bowl week. We are in Las Vegas, and let's go there now. And Browner and I are back here in soggy San Diego. Everybody slow down, keep cool on the roads. Uh, and let's go up to wet and cold Vegas where Grande is on Radio Row. And the legend, the mayor of Las Vegas himself, JT the Brick, comes back to the show. Brick, good afternoon. I want first reaction to your town, Las Vegas, hosting its first Super Bowl. Well, Cap and crew, it's been amazing other than the weather. Your Pineapple Express, your atmospheric blank, whatever it is, it's coming from you and destroying Vegas the first mm-hmm. couple of days. So we're getting – my wife dropped me off at Radio Row earlier today. The traffic wasn't bad, but we were just sitting there in the car. She's my Uber driver this week, and I go, can you believe this? Our crown jewel, and it is pouring sideways, but that could blow out by Wednesday – and make all the other festivities cap great. And it's just surreal. You know, no one knows what that word means. Everybody says it. But as I was sitting here last night for two shows and kicking back, looking at this radio rose saying Vegas, you couldn't get this idea past anyone seven, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And what I've been telling all my guests, and I'd love to tell you guys, it was so simple to do this 20 years ago. Everybody talked their way out of it. Everybody said gambling, fantasy football, we can't do it. And we could have been doing this 10 or 15 years. What seemed so simple was so hard, and now we're going to do it forever. Yeah. JT the Brick is in Las Vegas. This is his hometown. Uh, For a guy who started his radio career literally as the winner of the smack-off on the Jim Rome show when he was a stockbroker living in San Diego – and has advanced his career to being, you know, one of the biggest names on national sports radio forever and living in L.A. and working for Fox. And now, uh, having been in Vegas for all these years, like I said, the unofficial mayor of Las Vegas. And it, it's JT, it is kind of hard to believe, you know, that Vegas didn't have any sports except boxing and UFC. And now you've got the Golden Knights, who I know you're a big fan of the team. Mm-hmm. You've got the Raiders and in a mega stadium. You've got the A's coming. And you'll have an NBA team before long. I mean, Vegas has become a great American sports city now. Yeah, no doubt. The NBA deal's a lock. The Tim Wiki, we all know in Southern California, is doing the deal out here. That's a done deal. So we're going to have the NBA probably by 28 when the A's get here. But what's amazing, Cap, about this is when we used to connect at boxing matches, the biggest ones in the world, and go, go to those fights, and they needed people, and we'd have credentials, and we'd be ringside. 
Then UFC came. We never thought this would happen. I think the game changer really was the Golden Knights. When Bill Foley brought the Golden Knights here and it worked and they went to the Stanley Cup year one, they won the Stanley Cup last year. And the most important thing I'll say about this topic, it's everything. I lived in L.A. for 10 years, San Diego for eight, and the Bay Area for two. It all comes down to politics, California politics, politics that destroy sports in general, that have a lot of just red tape. They work slow. It's hard to construct and build at a fast pace. Look at SoFi because of a rainstorm. They had to push it back a year because of the pond that filled up here. Here in Vegas, we're building 3,500-room casinos each year plus sports stadiums. They just There's no red tape, Scott. Everything gets pushed through from the governor down to the local commission to the authority board. The construction is well done here because they're used to it in Vegas. Everything gets done here. The Raiders got run out of Oakland because of East Bay politicians who were corrupt, didn't want to do deals, didn't want to keep sports in that town. And look at Oakland now compared to the sports and entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas. Do you think that that happens that way because the people in Las Vegas understand what comes with these teams? Because I think sometimes the politicians lose sight of what makes what the teams bring to the actual city. Because Vegas has taken off to another level that I never thought it would get to just by adding football. Now, once you add baseball in it, eventually, because it's going to happen, they're going to add basketball. It's going to be one of the best places in America to be, not only for entertainment, but for sports as well. You nailed it. The key to the whole thing is Vegas is based on tourism. That's it. You know, 43 million people coming through here every year for tourism. It used to be concerts and shows and dinners and gambling. Now just compound that with sports, and it makes it much more fluid. So everybody, California, California is a tough place to travel to if you're back east. When I when I was living in California all those years, if my parents, my sisters wanted to visit me, they'd go on vacation. It was called a vacation. They'd go to Disneyland. Now people come to Vegas for three days. You talk to them for one. If you don't see them day two, they're cool. They're adults. They got plans, and you see them another day. It's a much easier town to flow in and out of, which means the construction is on time. The politics is on time. And the big one, I mean, I don't need a drum roll. I know Cap might have. It's no state taxes. Once you go down that road, you never go back. I don't care if you have a small, medium, or large paycheck. When you see no state taxes there, it's kind of like driving an electric vehicle, which I'm doing now. Not all my cars, but my one I drive. Once you go, once you go to not going to the gas station, you'll never go back. And in Vegas, we're a free country. We don't have state taxes. We don't have a bar lamp. You're not told to go home. You know how many times I've been in San Diego in the gas lamp? Me and my boys are just starting to rock. We're looking at our watch. It's 12.55. We're getting going. And some guy comes on our back and goes, hey, it's uh, it's 1.15. You, you got to go. And I go, no, no, no. It's 2. Yeah, but we got to get you to the front of the bar at 1.15. Cap my knows phone. they don't do that in Vegas. We're open 24-7. I know, dude. And I'll tell you, man, I was, you uh, about the taxes part of it, the, the taxes. I know Phil Mickelson used to talk about this all the time, and a lot of people – found his commentary to be distasteful because he made so much money. But I will tell you guys, honestly, last week um, I got paid uh, by ESPN in LA and, you know, they, they combine all of your like talent fees and stuff. And so like one paycheck out of the month is going to be more sizable mm -hmm. than the rest of them. Dude, the, the gross pay versus the net pay. It was, I'm not joking. I swear to you guys, it was gross. 50%. It was 50% taxes were taken out. And I was like, Wow, this is, a, this is a nice number. Wow, I wish I could make this all the time. And then I was like, wait a second. They took half. They literally took half. And, and 
JT, Florida, Vegas. That's why people are out of, or Texas. That's why people are leaving the state of California, not to get into the politics side of it. Yeah, but we, we can talk about that because it's sports and politics. And the way I uh, host my shows is I never talk politics unless it invades sports. And that's one of the things that's changed here in Vegas since I've been here is that you never have that topic anymore. There's not one person, like in Oakland, the mayor, Libby Schaaf, and then there's another mayor in another city. Here in Vegas, everybody gets out of the way because they know they can't stand in the way. Imagine if there was one politician trying to stop the NBA or one politician to try to stop, they'd run that politician out of town. California just has more congressmen and women, more state assembly. It's just tough to do business. But getting back to Vegas, we'll see what happens here because the, the big thing, guys, is staying safe. You know, this place is sanity on for New Year's Eve and for big events. So police do a big job, uh, Homeland Security. This is a different animal than having a Super Bowl in Tampa or Detroit or something. This is Vegas, so... Hoping and praying the whole week goes smooth. I think we got a chance for a classic. My big topic is I hate this matchup. Raiders are losing their mind. That Kansas City here. What locker room are they in? They're in our practice facility. They got stop it. They're going crazy. And then the 49er fans are upset because they're practicing at UNLV because they're not the home team. Kansas City gets the Raider facility and they're at UNLV where the field's soggy. So that was really the big storyline yesterday. Well, before we get into the game part, like being here, I was here for F1. Insane. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, the, the big topic is, like, is there enough of a fan base to sustain all the sports that are coming to Vegas? You got 81 games coming for A's games. Great Obviously, question. Raider games, it's like – Raider games like a show, right? You got mm -hmm. eight games, nine games a year. You can fill that place no problem. But when you talk about Knights, talk about A's, does Vegas – have they has the locals really accepted that they're a sports town now? Yeah, that's another great question. I'm a good example of it. I'm a season ticket holder for the Raiders. Cost a lot of money for my two seats. I'm talking a lot of money after I paid for the PSL, which is paid off now and doubled. Our PSL doubled in price. Um, I don't have season tickets for Golden Knights. I won't have season tickets for baseball, nor would I want to. I'm not a big fan of the A's, guys. It's a different topic for another day. Not a big fan. They have a horrible arm. So I don't know how well that's going to work. And the NBA, when the NBA comes here, I think a lot of people are going to have to make a decision. What's getting affected now is UNLV basketball. You, cap, you remember how great a brand that was with Stacey Ogman and Larry right. Johnson. Well, now on a Tuesday night, if the Rebels are playing at home, you know, they might get 4,000 fans instead of 14,000, unlike San Diego State, because here you got to pay for Raiders tickets, Golden Knight tickets, dinners, the strip, and all that. So it's a very fair question. The thing that's going to save Vegas is the mass tourism. So every weekend when you have that many people coming into town, they'll want to go to the game. They'll want to go to Bruno Mars concert. They'll want to do something, but they're not going to be as passionate as the local fans that you'd see in Portland or you'd see in Charlotte. The people who live in that community might only have one or two sports. So Vegas is growing fast, but it's not for everybody. Not everybody in this town can afford the lifestyle out here, especially going to every sports stand. Yeah, we're talking to JT the Brick. He's on Radio Row. Alex is on Radio Row. Me and Brown are back here in soggy San Diego. And uh, we've got Super Bowl week happening on the show. You know, JT, it is interesting. Just I didn't know the conversation would go this direction. Um, here in San Diego, San Diego State basketball games still mm -hmm. are like a very, very big deal. They get yes. 12,414 fans for every single one of those games. I have not been to a San Diego State basketball game all season long, and I used to go literally to every single San Diego State basketball game. Dude, um, I was there for Fresno, and it was popping. 
like yeah. I, yeah. I was there for Fresno <laughs> State. Papa, dude. Yeah. Right. So so it's a you're bringing up a really interesting point. You know, when the Chargers moved out of town and they um that they left that void, most people put their energy into the Padres, which is why the Padres had like the second or third best attendance in all of Major League Baseball last year when we've all been sold on they're a minor, you know, minor league market kind of team, you know, uh, are not a major market. They can't keep up with LA. They can't keep up with New York, but all of a sudden, you know, San Diego is like baseball town USA. Cause that's what sports fans have to put their money and their energy into. And then San Diego state makes this crazy run last year, gets to the final four, gets to the national championship game. And so more and more Amazing. people want to, they want a piece of San Diego state basketball, but that's it. You, you know, and, and San Diego state football has yet to really catch on even with a brand new football stadium. So your point about Vegas and having money to go to all these different things or to support all these local teams, that is that is something I had not really, really considered because I think most of us just think of Vegas as being like people coming in from out, out of town. Yeah, there's not. We have a vibrant community we live in Summerlin. There's Henderson, and there's people pouring in here, guys. When you see the stats that I don't look at closely, but they'll tell you how many people moved out of California. Their first choice is Nevada. It's not Texas. It's not Florida. That's that's the other side of the country. So people just come over the border and they come to Nevada just to park their money and to try to work here most of the year so they don't get clipped on their taxes. But I haven't been to Snapdragon yet. I'm thrilled to go there. I think that's going to be fantastic. You know how much is, I love Petco and going to Petco. I love it. My sons are always saying, I'm coming to see a concert there. Petco, what do we got? Billy Joel? or There's a couple of concerts I'm going to coming up here this summer. Like eight of them this year. Yeah, there is. So I, I love going to San Diego, America's finest city. Still, when people ask me, where's my favorite place to live in my life? In my life, it was Winden Sea Beach. Now, you might notice there's a little boat activity right around Gravilla, where I live. A couple boats coming ashore. Yeah. I wasn't like that when I was there, but I, <laughs> I, lived in, I lived right at that corner where the waves break at Winden Sea Beach for three or four years. And it's still by far the mo get a cup of coffee in the morning. Before I went to Merrill Lynch to be a stockbroker to get on hold to call Rome, I would look out at Wind and Sea Beach every morning and say, "Who's got it better than me? Nobody." <laughs> okay. Wind and Sea Beach. I'm glad you brought that up. So JT, that a good segue, Cap? That was is great. that a radio? That is that a good segue right that there? That was perfect. Uh, JT, the brick is on Radio Row with Alex, and me and Brown are down here in San Diego. So, JT, um, you mentioned the Raider fans are losing their minds that the Kansas mm -hmm. City Chiefs, a division rival are in their house or in their locker room or using their practice facilities, et cetera. It's why last night when Travis Kelsey gets a microphone or Patrick Mahomes gets a microphone, the crowd that's there is booing those guys because Raider fans don't want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I remember you and I talking weeks in advance of the Super Bowl, anybody other than the Chiefs. So I want your perspective as somebody who's been working for the Raiders and the Raiders broadcast for 20 years. What do you think about Harbaugh now to the Chargers? Because here's the thing, many people think Char Harbaugh immediately saves the Chargers. To me, I'm a hater, so I don't think that. I think that Harbaugh is a great coach and Harbaugh is a great personality, but I don't know that Harbaugh can fix ownership. And I thought that at his opening press conference, he kept kind of making these little like looks and he would say things like, we're going to get that weight room fixed up, right guys? Right? We're, we're, we're going to get that facility. Yeah. We're gonna get, really? I mean, he kept looking over at those guys because he knew who they were before he signed, but he's, you know, he's getting $16 million a year. He knew who, he, who they were when he was a player. What do you think, or what do you expect Harbaugh to be as the Chargers coach? 
I expect greatness. I really do. If he had the Chargers roster, because as you know, the Raiders, now we have Tom Telesco. He's a pretty good draft guy. I don't know. You guys know his story better than I do. But if Harbaugh had the team that boy blunder Brandon Staley had four years ago. So give this team Harbaugh on this roster four years ago. They got a chip. They got a Super Bowl. I really do believe that. Now, just like I'm talking about Sean Payton in Denver, Denver a mess, a mess with their roster. You got guys like Colin Coward and other people every year they go on their show every year and they say, well, this year I'm picking Denver to go to the AFC championship or I'm picking the Chargers to go. And I sit here in lovely Las Vegas. I go, these guys could name six guys on their roster. They don't know their chart. They don't know who they have behind the scenes. And Denver's in trouble now because they got rid of Russell Wilson, which is probably a good move, but the dead cap hit. Who's on that team? Barry Judy, he's a mess mentally. They don't have a really good team. No more Von Miller in his prime. Then you go to LA with the Chargers, and I, I did a deep dive on their roster. You start saying, whoa, Khalil Mack's age, Bose hurt, Derwin James always hurt. I love Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, but one of them's always hurt. They're going to have to get rid of two stars. They're going to have to reload the roster because Telesco, like it or not, knew that roster inside and out. And they're going to have to rebuild it again. So, Cat, to answer the question, I think eventually he's going to write the shit and they're going to be really good. They got to tear down this. They got to tear down this Telesco house and what they've done with Staley and rebuild it again. And I think it probably takes them maybe two seasons, not this upcoming season, but the following year, they're knocking on the door for the playoffs. I'd be really shocked if they made the playoffs next year. What about you? You think they're a playoff team? Whoa, whoa. Go ahead, Brown. Tell, tell JT what tell JT what the deal is. Go ahead, Brown. I mean, this team, JT. this team can't get out of the way of themselves. This team falls apart looking at their shadow. There was supposed to be an 11, 12 win team this year. They won what five? Yep. I mean, come on, we're not talking about a team that won nine or eight, like the Raiders knocking on the door. You're talking about a train wreck, which is giving away players now that aren't cap friendly and bringing in what college kids? Browner, what are they going to do? What's the best case scenario for the Chargers? JT, I'm so glad you threw that last part in about the meltdowns. Because when Antonio Pierce took that job, the energy and the fire in the Raiders totally changed. Totally changed. You're going to see the exact same thing with Harbaugh. But you're going to have an opportunity to do training camp. You're going to have an opportunity to implement your offensive system. So that, that choke that's in them. That choke that's been in that organization right now, he's going to remove that. You've got a solid offensive line, one of the best left tackles in the game, and you've got Justin mm -hmm. Herbert, who for all his flaws, all the statistical hooray we have about him, he's never had a quarter, he never had a coach to show him the light the way Jim Harbaugh will be able to do so. Agreed. So, I agree with similar, that. Similar to the way Antonio Pierce came, and I love Antonio Pierce, completely changed the way the Raiders do everything. And he's going to continue that. And they're going to be better. But he had to do it in the middle of the season. Harbaugh is going to have an off-season program to implement everything he wants to do. And I think that's why it's going to be a hit. It's going to hit the road running immediately. All right. Well, this is my push. You didn't answer the question on the players that you got to get rid of, I think, 50 million over the cap. Come on. Okay. You got to get rid okay. of players okay. here. Let so you're not going to have you're not going to have the roster that you had last yeah. year that was a choke specialist. You're going to have a lesser roster. Let's assume you draft well. You're not going to be able to bring in free agencies until you free agency you got some of the aging players there. I'm just saying it's a little bit more complicated. A little bit more complicated year one. Now I'm not I'm not saying it's not going to be complicated, but this is the perfect person for a complicated job. Everywhere he goes, he's able to turn it around. Good point. With the, 
Very good point. And he got to Stanford. Andrew Luck, magical. He got to San Francisco. Colin Kaepernick, magical. He's getting yes. to a place with the star already in place at the quarterback. And his offensive line is going to hold. You're right. They got to get rid of some guys on defense. But that's where they spent all their money last year. They sucked the most on defense. So I think the money is finally well spent on the person it should have been, and that's Jim Harbaugh. And he's the key. He's he's the star. He's the straw that's going to stir this drink. And this thing going to be sweet. It's going to well, be sweet, baby. It, it should Final be. Thought, he's a great coach. And, and look, I was, I, was, uh, I was preparing for Jim Harbaugh, Cliff Kingsbury, I you know I have, I have notes. I I do my radio. I'm one of the few guys who don't read my show off a teleprompter like you guys. Like you guys don't do it. Like I don't do it. We don't have to have our radio shows written for us. But man, in the back of my head, you asked me when Antonio Pierce took over. I'm like, oh my god, do I got to scrub my Twitter from five years of Harbaugh? And I got to go back and I thought Harbaugh could be the head coach of the Raiders. Thought Kingsbury could be the offensive coordinator. Everything is fluid, guy. Life changes every year for the Raiders in Las Vegas. We got the guy finally in Antonio Pierce. This yep. guy is special. Yep. Got to get a quarterback. We don't have a quarterback. We got Aiden O'Connell walking around Radio Row, and not a lot of people recognize Aiden, and he's a great young talent and really played well. We threw him into the fire. He went 63 against the Chargers and beat the Chiefs yeah. on Christmas Day. He's not a bad player, but will the Raiders move on? I think the, I think the rivalry with the Chargers needs to get better, and I think Harbaugh is going to embrace it. Harbaugh's going to say, I work for Al Davis. You heard him praise Al Davis yeah. on McAfee's show. I think Harbaugh trying to light fire in L.A. get the Chargers going against the Raider Nation. And our largest Raider fan base is not in Vegas, in Oakland. It's in L.A. You got if 10 he seconds, stirs JT. the pot, if he, yep. if he does, it's going to be great. All right. Hey, listen, JT the Brick in Vegas on Radio Row. Everybody stay right where you are. This is Kaplan and crew. Got Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studio, 7milecasino.com. JT's the mayor of Vegas. We had to have him on first. And Jim Steig is the all-time great Super Bowl historian. He's coming up next on Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it is Tuesday afternoon. Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. For those of you who are just getting with us, Alex has been dispatched. He's boots on the ground in Las Vegas, home of the Super Bowl. Me and Browner are here in San Diego where... I mean, believe it or not, there has been a little bit of blue sky and sunshine today, although everything says that it's going to get bad again, uh, not just in San Diego, but Orange County, L.A., uh, Oxnard, Santa Barbara, and the Central Coast. We'll see how it all plays out. So everybody be safe and be careful. Slow down. We'll all get you home. Um, so Alex is in Vegas. Me and Brown are here in Southern California. And, um, and we had JT the Brick on, who is the unofficial mayor of Las Vegas from Radio Row. But now you guys asked for him, and I wanted to bring him on this week always as well. Jim Steig, who for many years ran the Chargers during the absolute heyday of the Chargers. When I say the heyday, I'm talking about the team winning. I'm talking about the community embracing the team. I'm talking about the Chargers being loved and adored and available everywhere. I mean, you couldn't turn on the TV without the Chargers being on every single local television station. You couldn't turn on the radio, same deal. Everybody was welcomed onto that bandwagon. Those were our greatest years, man, where we had that bus and we were tailgating and we were having parties at five o'clock in the morning around the lines at, at uh, the House of Blues in downtown. I mean, it was these were great times. And that's when Jim Steig ran the Chargers. And that's the way the Chargers, I mean, that was like the best time of, of Charger history, at least for me. 
So, uh, and I'm sure for a lot of fans listening, Jim Steig, though, prior to coming to the Chargers, ran the Super Bowl for the NFL. And we always like to talk about Super Bowl history. So here is Jim Steig back on Kaplan and Crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Hi, Jim. How are you? Great, Scott. Good to talk to you. You make me remember the rainy days in San Diego. You, do you remember the Super Bowl that was supposed to be affected by El Nino? I do. Um, I are we talking? Back in 98, I think. 98. That was a big thing. Everybody was scared to death of it. And, that, of course, we didn't get any rain on the game or anything like that. But I think the next week was Torrey Pines, and it got rained out. <laughs> it was like a perfect window that time. You know, it was amazing. We actually had so much rain here in San Diego. And then um, Torrey Pines happened. And I'm going to tell you something, Jim. The conditions, first of all, the course was in immaculate condition. The, the, the fairways were like, I mean, perfect. The, the color was spectacular. And on the final round, which is on a Saturday, because you don't want to compete against the AFC and NFC championship games, there wasn't like one mile an hour of wind, not one. Guys, on the 18th, everybody was going for the green in two. So we had all this terrible weather. Then we had great weather, just in time for Torrey Pines. And now we're getting pounded on again. And Alex, you could probably tell Jim better than me, but in Vegas, uh, I don't. It's not going to be like Dallas. It's not going to be like Atlanta many years ago. But at least the early part of this week, Alex, it, it's not looking so good, is it? No, a lot of rain, a lot of wetness, <laughs> a lot of dry cloud. I mean, gray clouds, um, flooding from the airport to the strip. But forecast says the sun's coming out the rest of the week. So um, it's been bad Monday and Tuesday. But I'm looking at my phone right now, and I'm seeing sunshine for the rest of the week. So we'll hopefully right. it's gonna be cold. It will be cold, but hopefully it'll chill out with the rain. Grass growing on the practice field and the game field, right? That's what, mm -hmm. That's what I was telling these guys yesterday. They had the whole game field covered in a tarp yesterday because it's raining so much. As I walked into opening night, when I walked out of opening night, they had blow dryers all under the tarp. So it looked like this giant tent over the playing field that's outside of Allegiant Stadium. So they're trying to keep it dry, and they're trying to keep it ready to go. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jim, I want to start off by asking you, if you could, for anybody that's listening that doesn't know your history, what, what years did you um, work in the NFL league offices and you were commissioned by the previous commissioner? Uh, I shouldn't have used commission twice, now three times. But it was it was Pete Rozelle that, that brought you in to run the Super Bowl. What, what year did that start and what year did that end? You're going to make me sound really old, huh, Scott? Is that what the whole goal of this thing? Uh, I started there in Jan January 2nd, 1979, and went through the game in Jacksonville. Uh, actually, was hired by the Chargers in late September of of 04 and worked the Chargers and the Super Bowl for the next three months uh, for that Super Bowl in Jacksonville. And, of course, from the Chargers standpoint, that was the first time we made the playoffs in about nine years. So there was a lot going on that, that year. Yeah. And, and the reason I ask is because when you started and this is going back in the, into the late seventies versus now, did, did you guys ever, ever, ever talk about a Super Bowl or the NFL ever going to Las Vegas? Cause back then gambling was so taboo. And now here we are with the Super Bowl this year in the city of gambling. Yeah. Well, think of, of a couple of stories with that, you know, Remember the Super Bowl in San Diego in 2003, Las Vegas wanted to advertise on the game simply as Las Vegas, not about the casinos or anything like that. And the NFL banned advertising 
ban that ad from running on the network broadcast. So, I mean, that's how bad it was at that point in time, you know, and it was only nine years ago that Tony Romo was banned from having his fantasy draft thing in Las Vegas. So uh, Vegas was taboo, not talked about, not discussed. You know, I, I remember even when we did Subo 36, it, you know, it, they weren't attracting many people there even during the game because one of the issues we had in New Orleans, believe it or not, when we changed the dates was there was a canasta tournament of little old ladies that always went to Vegas to do their canasta tournament. And because the dates of the Super Bowl moved, um, Vegas changed everything around for them and charged them more money. And they wanted us to compensate for the fact that they had to move their dates off the Super Bowl onto another weekend. So, yeah, it, it's it was a taboo and was never discussed. And certainly even even in San Diego, remember that Saquon and their advertising on around the stadium had to make sure the word casino was not listed anywhere near what it said Saquon. Amazing. Absolutely amazing that um, we've gone from gambling is taboo to now the NFL completely supporting it, having a team in Vegas, having a Super Bowl in Vegas, having team owners involved in the league involved with all these um, these these gambling companies. Jim Steig is here, um, who used to be the, the president of the Chargers, ran the Chargers again during the heydays of, of how the Chargers, you know, had started to bring in. I mean, the, the city was in love with the Chargers. The team was winning. It was the Marty Schottenheimer era, et cetera. Um, Jim, I want to go back, though, to your involvement in the Super Bowl. Browner and I were talking about this yesterday. I just watched this documentary on Netflix about We Are the World. <laughs> and Michael Jackson comes off as being such a sweetheart of a guy and not a diva in any way. Um, take us back to your dealings with Michael Jackson and putting Michael Jackson into a halftime show. As I recall, it was at the Rose Bowl in L.A., wasn't it? Correct. Yeah, we had just come off of the game in Minnesota. Uh, and I always like to refer to that, that the halftime show was the Dancing Snowflakes. Uh, <laughs> we had Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill on the field skating on plastic. Uh, in fact, my daughter was on a snowmobile in the end zone for that one. But uh, that was ambushed by Fox, who then was not our partner, uh, with a show called In Living Color. Right. And that show. I remember this. Yeah. That show ran from the minute the half ended to the minute that the second half began. And it took away. I think our rating for the game was like a 42 and the rating during that halftime was like a 36. So we got back to New York and started thinking about it, saying we got to do something about this. We got to come up with a solution. And we'd selected Radio City to become our producer for the next year's halftime. And uh, Arlen Cantarian, who is CEO of Radio City, used to work for the NFL. Uh, we got together and talked about it. And Don Garber, who now is the commissioner of the MLS, was our marketing person from NFL Properties. And we talked about it and said, that, well, we had to get like the biggest and best we could might as well shoot for the moon and so we went after michael uh very interesting uh series of meetings i think it took till the third meeting to finally get it sold the first one was with his agent who couldn't tell you what a super bowl was or what a football was <laughs> uh, and and michael even when we met with him starting the second meeting you really had to explain everything what it was because you know it, you like to think everybody knows what the hell Super Bowl is, and that's not true. And so we had to take them through, you know, the enormity of the game and how much was involved and who watched it. And I always thought that the thing that finally sold him in that last meeting 
was I think I said something in fact like you know this game is going to be broadcast in 180 countries and it's kind of like the light went off he said you mean this is going to be broadcast in places I'll never do a concert ironically he never did a concert again <laughs> because he had issues about six months later um, but that I think was the thing that uh, was the light bulb going off wanting to do it now some of those things you look at now were so difficult to get done. We had a budget of like one and a half million. Uh, that was so, going to be my next question. How, what, what did the numbers start at when you were talking to Michael Jackson? Because he's such yeah, a global we, icon. Yeah. we Our budget was one and a half, and the budget was 2.2. So we went out and got a sponsor, Pepsi, to become – that was the first time there was a sponsor for a halftime show. And then there were a number of things we needed to do he wanted to promote it. So, you know, the good news is I was pretty good friends with Dick Ebersol and we went to him and we got promotion time during the other games. Think about it now. I, I mean, is there any place in the world you haven't heard that Usher's doing a halftime show? I mean, it's, mm. it's everywhere. But at that point in time, we had to negotiate with the network to give us a couple of t promo spots, you know, in the championship games and the playoffs to promote what was going on. And then we were given the 32nd commercial at the end of the halftime show to promote his Heal the World Foundation. And so that's how it all came together. And that stuff. we also had to get 2,500 kids on the field. And thankfully, we had the Rose Bowl, which in those days, the bottom eight or nine rows of that stadium were you couldn't see anything from. So it was the perfect place to put 2,500 kids. <laughs> but but Michael Jackson, just like performers today, he was not paid for his yeah. performance in that Super Bowl, right? No, neither was – nobody was. I, no, none, none of the big acts because uh, – oh, gosh, I'm going to kick myself right now. The, the great guitarist. Um, Prince. No, he didn't have Prince. He had uh, – Oh, say. Eddie Van Halen? Axel oh. Rose. No, he had Slash, I think. Oh, uh. who, Michael Jackson? Yeah. He he was there, you know, and performed with him. So I mean, there was a uh, no. They didn't get paid. Now a lot of all the support people do, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, but he was the things we did were unique. You know, we had two jumbotrons, and of course, he appeared on the one jumbotron and then spun and then uh, popped yeah. out of the top of it and then jumped over to the other jumbotron, spun and popped out of the middle, and then popped out of the middle of the stage, which I think was, he was the first one to do that. Now I guess, you know, Taylor Swift enters the stadium each time in some sort of hidden capacity and then pops out of the stage. Nobody sees how she gets in and she's in some sort of part of the staging that comes out, but that's how Don't Michael- they roll her in like a refrigerator or something? Yeah, Michael came out yeah. in a box, he was in the middle of the stage and we like to say he popped out of the toaster uh, at that point. Jim, then, what? what Right, what what's gonna take? Who do you need to talk to? Because this sounds like a movie script. <laughs> this getting all this in order for Michael Jackson to do a show like this sounds like yeah. How's how, do you know anybody at Netflix? Like yeah, Netflix like the, doing all these sports documentaries now. Yeah, I mean, like dude, I'm watching. It, I, I'm watching the Michael Jackson performance right now. I'm watching it on YouTube because I you, you mentioned Jennifer Batten as the guitarist. You, you mentioned Slash She's as the guitarist, and I don't remember, hair. so I'm like I'm like looking back on it now. And and Jim, just if you could go back to this, Michael Jackson is a perfectionist. Like we we understand this about his career. It, explain to everybody like what he was doing. It wasn't like he just showed up and sang a couple of songs. Right. Uh, he, he rehearsed it. 
he rehearsed it for a long period of time. And even after the, the last dress rehearsal, which I think was on Thursday, we built a tent for him in Lot H outside the Rose Bowl and put the stage in that tent. And he came out there on Friday and Saturday and rehearsed again and again and again and again to get a perfect. You're, you're right. He was an absolute perfectionist in what he did and, you know, made sure that every detail was covered. Unreal. Outside Jim, of you did half. Oh, go Sorry, ahead. Dude. Go ahead. I was going to say, you did halftime show, but I'm here now. And opening night is a spectacle now. You know, radio radio row. I'm look like this thing is massive. You know, it's smaller than it used to be, but it's still massive. Uh, CBS is set up in front of the Bellagio fountains today. Like every single part of the Super Bowl is now an event for the NFL. Like when you were doing the halftime show, did you see this coming? Did you see that the Super Bowl is not just going to be a day anymore? It's going to be a week of events, and we're going to sell tickets to everything. Like people paid money. To go to Allegiant Stadium yesterday and watch guys get interviewed. <laughs> well, and they acted that... like it was a game. They were in full garb, booing, cheering. It was incredible, man. Thousands and thousands of people. I, I think everything's an evolution. You know, I, I look at Radio Row, for example. That started as a, you know, Russo and, and Francesa, you know, on WFAN in New York, wanted to go to Minnesota to do a radio broadcast. And they they went to the Hyatt Regency there, which are our headquarters, and they, Hyatt Regency wanted to charge them 40 grand to use their yeah. lobby. And and I went, I said, you can't do that, you can't do that. They wouldn't relent, they went across the street to the Holiday Inn. So the next year we go to LA and we said, this is really something happening. So we set up an area, we probably had 15 radio stations that were there at the Century Plaza. What year is that? That was 1993. Okay. So, and you could think back to sports radio, what it was in 92, 93, it wasn't yeah. much of anything. Um, so it was a, it was a big difference there. I think the halftime, I think the halftime, Michael changed it. I mean, the days when we hired a guy by the name of Steve Brenner, who you might know was sure. you know, uh, PR PR the Dodgers for a long time. We hired him to do PR for us just for the entertainment, you know, the entertainment tonight's and all those people have, and, and that there's a whole group of, media that come out for the halftime show to cover the halftime show, you know, that are part of that. So I think you look at each of these, it, it all evolved. Um, I can't say in 79, you had any vision for it. I think our intent was to get it to be a four day event. I, I didn't think it would get to be a seven day event, but we always thought it would get to be a four day event. Hey Jim, um, could, would you, would you just tell me this? Um, Cause I always give credit, you know, the, the radio show that you know was on the radio for all those years on 1090 today, what we're doing right now is now it's broadcast on 1090. We take the best hour, including this segment right here, and we'll put it on. Um, we'll, we'll put it on TV channel Four San Diego. And now channel Four San Diego has affiliates. They've got channel four in Santa Barbara. They've got 118 in orange County and in LA. They're part of what's called the Cox your view network. I always tell people that in the super bowl year of 2003, in San Diego, media day at Qualcomm Stadium, Channel 4 showed up and just did local TV. But isn't that really where the media day and the coverage of media day began? Um, no, what Channel 4 did is, and this started, I hate to say it, in LA in 93, we created Super Bowl TV. 
and which certainly a way precursor to the NFL network. But each place we went to, you know, be it Cox or somebody like that, had a channel like Channel 4. And so we went to them and asked them about broadcasting. We gave them rights to NFL films footage and all that sort of stuff and asked them to broadcast live and do shows the whole period of time. Now, Channel 4 in San Diego did an unbelievable job when we were in San Diego in 98 and in 2003. Uh, you know, I wanted it to make sure we drew the people in the local community into the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but I also wanted it to be a place that you could get information. Because only, the problem with the Super Bowl always was an event happens, you find out about it the next day. And, and I wanted something that you'd be able to turn on and say, oh, this is going to happen today. Why don't I go to it? So I think that was really an important part of it. But it started as there was a local kind of a Barker channel in L.A. that did um, um, traffic. And we used that. The ironic part of it is they would not cover anything in Pasadena. <laughs> so they covered everything that was going on in L.A. But they take your traffic routes till you got to the edge of Pasadena and they wouldn't tell you anymore. But uh, but we did that each year. And, and the Turner did it the next year in Atlanta, you know, with, with their local affiliate. TBS did it. A local station in, in Atlanta did, did Super Bowl TV for five days, too. Jim Steeg is here. Hey, Jim, we got about uh, about 60 seconds ago. Just real quick before you go, given your background with the Chargers, were you as surprised as I know I was that the Chargers were able to hire Harbaugh? I don't think so. I think Jim has some sort of affiliation there and has good memories. Uh, you know, I, I can remember him, you know, he was at USD when I was with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always our quarterback we used in those games on the field after the end of the game between sponsors. <laughs> he was the only guy we could find that be a quarterback. Uh, so I think he had an affection to be part of that thing. So I think there's a romance to it that he brought back to it. But I, I find some of the stuff he's talking about fantastic because it's the stuff we tried to do better food for the players you know better facilities for them to you know always said the locker rooms their their office make it into their office so things i've heard about them are things we tried to do under marty you know and norv yeah i know and and now i mean it's just like you you got to you you moved to la you're in a desperate spot you got to hand things over to this coach. And I, I think Harbaugh can turn this team into what Marty turned the team into where it's just, it's a reflection of who he is. I know that sounds kind of corny, but um, I really do think that, Hey Jim, it is great to talk Super Bowl history with you. You are requested by our audience. They say you got the best mustache on planet earth. And they said that you got to bring the stash back. It's looking sharp. It's looking great. Please send all of our regards to Jill. Enjoy life in North Carolina. We'd love to see you out here in San Diego sometime soon and enjoy the Super Bowl this week. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Good talking to you guys. Yeah, always, man. Jim Steig, who uh, ran the Super Bowl for so many years, and he has all the stories. He knows where all the bodies are buried and whatever other phrase you want to use. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Lots more to get to. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. It's Tuesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Interesting how uh, we were getting pounded on by rain yesterday. And according to every weather report, more is coming through. And yet earlier in the day, it started to get sunny and blue skies. And, you know, you could feel like you could go back outside for a little while. Not here. Oh, no. Tell me about North Park. 
No, it was coming down, brother. It came down. Really? Not heavy, not crazy, but it was it was it was enough to to make the road a little weird again. Oh, dude, yesterday <laughs> was yesterday was really rough Brutal. because yesterday I had Brutal. to drive. You know, everybody's like, "Hey, stay off the roads." Dude, I had to drive up to Carlsbad to go see our boy Jason Finley. Shout out to Jay Fins and Callaway Golf. By the way, hooked him up with one of those Kaplan and Crew hoodies that everybody wants so much. I had I bought a couple of them and I I brought Shout one out. Jay Finn. And uh, I took one up to Jay, and then um, and then I I drove down to, to my girlfriend's place yesterday and hung out there to watch the Laker game, and it was it was a steady rain all day long, man, all day long. So um, See, the cool thing about they, Vegas is that it might be raining, but I don't got to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you don't even know what time it is most of the time. So I I don't know if it's still raining here, but yeah, it, it's going to clear up. Alex, describe for for everybody who's watching right now, everybody who's listening right now. You're on Radio Row in Las Vegas. Just first yeah. of all, some details like where is Radio Row um, yeah. and what's going on here on Tuesday on Radio Row. It'll it'll the Radio, activity will pick up, but I'm curious what's going on. Radio Row this year is at the Mandalay Bay, at okay. the convention center near the Shark Reef and the food court. I don't know if you're familiar with Mandalay Bay at all. I'm mm -hmm. not. I've mm -hmm. actually never stepped foot in Mandalay Bay somehow. So um, that's where the, it is this year. Um, like I said with Jim, it is still big, but it is not as big as years past. Like I remember Houston being massive. I remember San Francisco being massive. This one's very big, but you know, people are doing their own thing. So you got CBS on the Bellagio fountains. You got ESPN who knows where they're at. So it's not as big as it has been, but it's still very, and very, you, very. And you say McAfee is, is there, right? His mm -hmm. setup is there. It's interesting that McAfee's there. Here tomorrow. Where where did we see McAfee where we first met him? Do you remember what year it was? I'm trying to remember where what Super Bowl it was. That we, it, oh, it Here's was LA. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. LA. It's interesting that McAfee mm -hmm. chooses to set up on Radio Row when he's not on radio. I mean, you know. yeah, no one is. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he's, he's not right. on radio. He's he's not on yeah. any form of radio, whether it's satellite yeah. radio or terrestrial radio. He's on you YouTube. He's on TV. Are. You guys know where the people are, where the guests are walking. I always found it more funny that Barstool is way away from everything because they're not even well, they don't allowed. get credentials yeah, oh dude right last night dave portnoy said and i i love dave portnoy and i have never met him i've never contacted him or connected with him ever and i think the guy's hilarious like when i watch his pizza reviews it absolutely cracks me up that he walks out and he goes everybody knows the rule one bite he takes that first bite and the next thing you know he's got the whole slice of pie down you know <laughs> i just every yeah. time he takes a bite it cracks me up so so portnoy last night put out a tweet that the blue man groove, you know, like those group. those performers, is it group or groove? Blue, blue man groove. Uh, never been groove. Never been I don't groove. know, man. I, yeah, they never, definitely I, don't have any groove to them. They were okay. dancing at all. Well, well, these blue man guys, they yeah. were there at at the um, at the opening night ceremonies opening last night. night. And bro, yeah. Portnoy puts out a tweet, and he's like, "Wait a second, these guys can get credentials, but I can't get a credential." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. All right, Alex, what are we looking at here? You've got video I don't from know. last night. I, yeah, I yeah. can't tell what we're looking at it's, here. It's Blue Man Group, but I don't really know what they are, what they do. I've never really got it. They played their 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 PVC pipe on stage yesterday. Mm -hmm. They, uh, uh, I, I Honestly, the acoustics when you're on the field are terrible. You can't hear anything. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they, you know, they, they dance. I don't know what they were doing. I don't get it. I don't get the Blue Man Group, but they were there. Okay, so, so it's a bunch of dudes wearing all black and they're wearing mm -hmm. like blue man masks. Yeah. My favorite part about the blue man group mm -hmm. was that they stayed at the stadium 
to do interviews, mm-hmm. but their whole thing is they don't talk. Right. I was about to say, don't they? Don't, so they don't people talk. were people were interviewing them, and they would just do their faces like. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally was like, "Should I do that too? Should I just get them on camera?" And inter- but I was like, "Whatever." I actually, uh, yeah, the, a lot of people were interviewing them a lot, and I was like, "Okay." You, you know what's amazing about having the Super Bowl in Vegas, and I'm I I was watching earlier today. Uh, I was watching Rome because of what you said, which is that CBS has their entire setup, like their whole CBS Sports Network. And, you know, CBS has the Super Bowl this year. So they've got their setup in front of the Bellagio. And and every time they return from a commercial break, they show you the sights of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine having never been to Vegas? And and listen, Ooh. listen, many most people have never been, right? We, we're lucky. We live in San Diego. It's a it's pretty close to get to. It's an inexpensive flight to get to, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, with San Diego State, Mountain West, you know, you 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 find yourself there. For me, I've been to Vegas a million times, mostly because my daughter was playing soccer and we would travel to Vegas. There were always big soccer tournaments there. It, as JT said earlier in the show, JT and I, when we were young and we were coming up. JT and I in the late 90s and the early 2000s, bro, we were at Vegas three times a year for fights together. JT and I were together the night of the um, Tyson uh, Holyfield biting of the ear fight. Nice. And we were we were up in the like a media section. And as soon as um, the ear was bitten and the fight was stopped, me and JT, we ran back to the tent to, to be back there for like press conferences and whatever. So, I mean, we go way, way, way back. And, and so we are lucky that we know Vegas. And I say, we, I mean, people in Southern California, you imagine being around the world and having never been to Las Vegas, but having heard of Las Vegas and you see the video of, of the shot. There's the Eiffel tower. There's what looks like the New York city skyline. There's the freaking sphere dude. That's going from mm-hmm. Niner helmet to, to uh, you know, to chief's helmet to add, you know, there's Bellagio and there's the water fountains, you know, and the water features in front of it. I mean, it is like watching the video that is being produced from Vegas is is incredible that the Super Bowl is there. And Alex, it you, you were there for F1, dude, and that's the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I wonder what the difference is between the Super Bowl versus F1. Well, the streets are open. Las Vegas mm-hmm. Boulevard is open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took an Uber last night on my way home. And got, went down the strip, so I got to see the fountains of Bellagio. I'm gonna walk over there later today, so you get better shots of it because it's really, it really, really looks cool. The thing about me, man, I've been here in a calendar year. I've been here, I think, four times, and this stuff doesn't get old, dude. Like the strip just does get old when you're here, when you, especially when it's done up for events like F1 and now the Super Bowl. It's just crazy. It's awesome. It's well, really awesome. Did you live there? When you have a fancy place to, to live in, you know, that you go there more often, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. First world problems. Getting an Uber out of there is a pain in my ass. Uh, that's about it, you know? <laughs> Literally, no one knows how to get there. No Uber drivers knows how to get there. It's very annoying. Other than that, it's fantastic. I love it here. Browner, you asked no, a I good can't question, though. I can't control you, myself. No, you know what, though? I, 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 I think I could live in Las Vegas um, because I'm not, like, obsessed live, with like, gambling. Summerlin. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, that's what I was getting at is like where JT lives. I've been out to JT, JT's house, mm-hmm. dude. In Summerland, that's beautiful, man. Um, the only issue you have is the summer, mm-hmm. because when it's just hot as balls, dude. I mean, they. I've lived in Phoenix, and it's it's not a great place to live between like like June, July, August, September. It's rough. 
you know, but mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think I could live in suburban Vegas. I think, Oh, you See, think so, brother? Could you, yeah, you know, I, you hey, listen, brother, I could live in Vegas hands down easy for me. I, I don't mind the heat. Like for me, like desert dry heat is a different kind of heat. But I could, I could definitely live in Vegas, man. And and at the Vegas is a trip though, because it's it's hot as hell, mm -hmm. and then it snows. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's crazy. Like it's 115 See, in the summer, and then today it's a low of 30. Like that's 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 crazy. Wow. For me, I it the, the sports would drive me there. So for me yeah. to live a place, one you have to have a cheesecake factory. But you don't have a cheesecake factory in your city. <laughs> I can't this believe that's like the number one thing. Brother, I, but I Scott. swear to God, that's the number one thing for me. I cannot live anywhere where there isn't a cheesecake factory. I, I won't do it. Okay. Scott, it, when we were in Miami for the Super Bowl and we stayed in Fort Lauderdale, what did me and Browner have for dinner? Cheesecake yeah. factory, dog. Right. And this man told yeah. me, explained to me, I think it was the gumbo or the jambalaya. One of the Super two, I don't remember gumbo, which one. Yeah. The gumbo. He's like, this is the best thing that they serve. And I laughed at him because you're like, you're at Cheesecake Factory eating, like, gumbo. And then I ordered it one time. And he's right. It's fantastic. It's delicious. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it next time. I, I, you know, I, I met a friend of mine at a Cheesecake Factory. I want to say at, like, the North County Fair Mall. Yeah. They got one up there. You know, and I was like, I've never That's really been here before. Yeah. You missed it um, not, not that I haven't been to Cheesecake Factory. Do they still have one in Fashion Valley? Yeah. Uh, no. Wait. No. It's behind the. Um, no, the guy oh yeah, yeah, Fashion Valley. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Seaport correct. Village. Oh That's really? There's one in Seaport there. Village. Yeah, uh -huh. bro. Right That's next to uh, Westo. That's Browner's two favorite spots right there, dude. Listen, oh, I, all right. So go oh. ahead. So you need you need a cheesecake factory check for Vegas. It must have a cheesecake factory check. <laughs> I guarantee you they got one. Okay. I need I need a high level of sports and entertainment. Okay. Check. Okay. And I need the weather to be warm way more than it's anything else. Okay. Okay. There you go. That's all I yeah. need. The rest, of, everywhere else, bro. If you don't, if you, let's say if you took the weather off of the checklist, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everything else is the same everywhere. People suck. There's traffic <laughs> where there's lots of people. And that's it. Like, that's literally it. Some places there's have a, a different style factory of over by Caesars. So there you See? go. All right. So I'm on good. my way. You're good, I'm bro. I'm on my way, Vegas. Hey, you know, you, you, Alex, you mentioned you couldn't control yourself. I, I would have no problem. Like the, the gambling side of things, the nightclub side like of things. That. I would never do that. I would never live like that. Like when J, when I go up there and I, JT lives there, like we'll go pl places, partying, clubs, whatever. But I would never, that would not be like a regular part of what I do. I mean, if you want that, you can do that in downtown San Diego. You can do that oh, in LA. I don't, tonight. I think, I think I'm going to hit a sports book tonight. Well, let me tell yeah, you this. I like that. I, I like doing that. I like, I like doing that. I like sitting in a sports book. I'm going to tell you guys this. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. I am tonight going to do something I've never done on prize picks. I'm going to play these uh, specials combos. I'm going to play three points, shots made, and shots on goal made. Listen to this, Browner. Damian Lillard tonight with Sidney Crosby. I know who six, he is. Right, me too. Six and a half on three-point shots made and shots on goal. Six and a half. I think Lillard by himself can have seven three-point shots. So you, you, know? if you can suck me into that bet because I know who Sidney Crosby is. Right. And I, in my mind, I think he's like one of the greatest ever. So I'm like, oh, yeah, six is nothing. Listen to this one. You ready? Luka Doncic and a guy named Nathan McKinnon who plays for the Colorado Avalanche. That's the guy from last night. 
Yeah, their 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 night total tonight is seven and a half, and um, Dallas is uh, is playing Brooklyn. So I think Luca could have like you know in the first half he could have six or seven three point shots. You know, so I'm here. The I'm, I got I got I got a question for Alex. Brock yeah. Purdy and Killian Mbappe. Ooh, uh, what two and a half passing touchdowns and goals? How's that sound to you? Who's who's Mbappe playing? Uh, okay, uh, something called State Bestros Twenty Nines at a restaurant. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a crappy French team. Uh, I don't I don't like to I don't like to bet on goals because uh. it's a really difficult thing to score. Like, if you told me shots, I could tell you he's probably going to shoot a lot. Okay. All right, well, listen, touchdowns and goals. Here, here's what I'm going to suggest, everybody. Get on the prize picks, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Get into this special section. So when you're on the app and you look up at the top, okay, of the board, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, soccer, and then it gets to specials. Now you can combine a hockey guy with a basketball guy and take your winnings to the next level. And if you want, I'm telling you, today's Taco Tuesday. If you go make that Patrick Mahomes play for half a yard passing in the big game, you're gonna that's a win. Check that one off, right? That's a win. So put it together with something else, or maybe put it together with a much bigger play because that one's an automatic win. Prizepicks.com slash great friends, and you can make your first deposit and they'll match hundred percent up to hundred bucks. All right, Alex, I would love to see because you showed us earlier for anybody who's just getting with us, show us some of the video. You you showed us Blue Man Group from Media Night. Yeah. Yeah. Show everybody how big the media event was last night, because I know you did like a time-lapsed video. Okay, wait a second. All right, you go ahead. Walk us through what we're looking at here. This is just walking into Allegiant from the field, uh, waiting through the players' tunnel right uh, near the uh, the down ramp. Have you guys been here before? I have not been, stadium stadium yet? Yet. not been in the stadium yet. Not been in the stadium. Not. It's kind of hard to explain. So you have Allegiant Stadium that you've all seen that looks like the the Death Star, but mm-hmm. to the to the right of it there is this bowl and that is where the the field is that they roll in that the raiders play on unlv plays on turf that's what was on the field yesterday very soft very nice turf by the way could almost sleep on that thing and then they roll in grass field for the raiders so that is what i showed you guys yesterday the field is under a tarp right now uh because it's been raining so much and they're trying to take care of it so why did you um, shoot upright versus because i was doing for social media i was doing for tiktok and 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 instagram okay got it doing it for the gram uh but yeah i did a uh, gram fam huh really is that right did a time lapse yesterday of just how big and ridiculous and overcrowded and just bonkers too fast Dude, I did a time lapse. I did a time lapse. This thing took me 15 minutes, and you got 25 seconds on time lapse. Like it goes fast. So damn, this, this yeah. is too fast. It is crazy how many people were there. This should give you a good idea. I mean, this is just Travis Kelsey. This is just oh. Travis Kelsey. Yes. Well, wow. don't say that's just Travis Kelsey. That's not the most important person I'm on sorry. the team, depending on who you are. This ask. is Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Travis. Kelsey. There you go. Yeah. 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 So for those of you that are listening on radio right now, I always encourage you to come over to our YouTube channel. Um, This is where you're going to get to see all the videos and all the pictures that we're looking at right now. So, you know, you guys are on radio and you're like, I can't see that. Yeah, you can. You got to come over to our YouTube channel, which, by the way, I was looking at this yesterday. I think our YouTube channel is about to, like, finally surpass like 8000 
um, uh, 8,000 subscribers. And so we're not that far away. Uh, we're at 7.97. So that means 7,970 subscribers. We're like 30 subscribers away from 8,000. And that's just another threshold because, man, I'm telling you right now, it takes a long ass time to build a YouTube subscription base. You know, it takes mm -hmm. way longer than I would have ever known, you know. But um, I mean, my goodness, I've been on Twitter since probably 2009. That's 15 years. And I have like a mere 20,000 followers, you know, and that's with the reach that we have in L.A. So it takes a long time to build this YouTube subscription. And we're like 30 subscriptions away from from 8000. So if you are if you are listening on radio right now and you're like, I got to come see what you guys are talking about, come to our YouTube channel, Kaplan and crew, and uh, make sure you subscribe to it. All right, Alex, give me a little give me a little feedback and update as to what's going on. I see a lot of bodies behind you on Radio Row. A lot of people walking back and forth. Any energy picking? Oh, look at that. You got the rock, the raise of the uh, the left eyebrow, like like the rock. Oh, you guys, you guys cut out, so I couldn't hear you. I was like, am I dropping right now? No, you're good, man. Well, this is the other okay, thing. Is, great. Is, what did you ask me? Sorry. I was saying, tell me what's going on on Radio Row. Oh, so uh, the great... Uh, migration because they're handing out free food. So everyone's running to go get their free food, which is what media members do. Oh, dude, right behind uh, you, right behind you. Guy just, guy just walked right behind house. you. Guy just walked right behind you. Adam Shine from, I think from CBS sports. Uh, and I'm a, I like him. I, I don't know if you guys ever listen to him on mad dog. I like Adam. Shine. Him? I, I thought so. You know, people are walking back and forth. I saw Chris Sims walk behind you just a little while ago from, yeah, I see. Let's see. Who can I see? Who was the uh the the former Falcons coach before Arthur Smith? Little older oh, white guy. Yeah. Um, um oh gosh. I heard him yesterday on Rome. I can't think of his name. He was he uh he had a couple of good years as the coach of the of the Falcons. Mike He's Smith. out there. Yeah, Mike Smith. He's out there promoting some yeah, shoulder pad technology. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was here. He was just sitting across from me right now. Uh, yeah. I see Ian Ian Rappaport rap sheet just uh, Ian Rappaport. sitting down somewhere mm -hmm. over there. Um, and that's, Ian oh, you know who big, I saw early this morning? Delmar. Tell me. Our friend. I need to go find him because I need to talk to him. Tell me Sean Merriman, please. Uh, Sean Merriman. Looking yeah, looking right. lean and mean. Lean or, or you say lean. Like, what do you mean lean? What do you mean lean? Like he he got like super, super big for a while. And I don't think mm -hmm. he looks as big. He's he's very, very, very much in good shape. He mm -hmm. can kick your Get ass on. real easy. So I gotta go find him because I do want to ask him to come on the show. If you're not here, you're safe. <laughs> right. yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll yeah. put me in a chokehold or something. Yeah. Yeah. Now that now that I'm not there, I'm safe. I can say whatever yeah, I want. Super mellow. Around. I'm expecting tomorrow for it to pick up. Um this this bounty house of wings has a bunch of NFL players coming by uh starting tomorrow. So yeah, I'm chicken expecting right to, hands with a bounty. Yeah, but they're handing out dry rub chicken wings. Like if you need bounty, you need sauce. Right. I don't know why they're handing out wings without sauce. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. That's a, that should be a crime. I was gonna go get a box, but then I see oh, those, those chicken wings look dry, man. I like dry rub wings though. I do. I like the lemon pepper. You know, dry I rubber? Do. I do. I like the dry rub. Yeah, mm, I like the okay. dry rub. No, I do. I. Oh, I was. Man, I, we only had a drop machine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got to get my drop machine back. Is right. All right. Listen. Here's what I want to say. Um, for everybody that is tuning in and I can see people walking behind Alex. I want to say something real quick before yeah. the radio people leave, follow mm -hmm. us on Instagram and TikTok Cause that's where I'm posting a bunch of stuff that will air tomorrow, but you can see it today at Kaplan and crew, Instagram and TikTok. 
Yeah, and Alex is going to be putting out a ton of stuff on TikTok. So um, it, it, TikTok is a, is a place that in 2024, it's part of my list of things I need to get good at. TikTok is at the top of my list because I am, I am like useless Ooh. on TikTok. What are you thinking about? Right. I'm, me too. I'm not, I'm not I mean, hating. Dude, I, I, want to, I want to get off Twitter and I want to get on TikTok. I want to stop with Twitter and spend more of my time on TikTok because I think it's a lot more entertaining. Uh, all right, stick around. Radio listeners, we're going to have a lot more for you. We will have plenty more for you, radio listeners. But everybody else who's podcasting with us right now, let's go get uncensored from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, time to get uncensored. All up in this. Biatch! Um, Alex, I want you to take a look yeah. today at the uh, JT the Brick conversation and okay. see if you think it was good enough. Like, Because if we have to, we would we would obviously swap you out for a guest. Because we have yeah. Gates coming up this week. We have Akbar Bajabiamila coming up this week. We yep. could have Sean Merriman coming up this week. Which I know Bobby everybody. Flay. Oh, Bobby, is that tomorrow, Bobby Flay? No, tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Okay. Well, either way, you food. Either way, just, oh, just speaking of. Yeah. What'd you get? You got the I had to just show you guys, dog. I had to show you guys. I had to what be a media that? member and walk over and get them wings. Yeah, let's dry see wings. Like. Let's wild. see what they look like. Eat one. Let's smoke. see what they look yeah. like, dog. Hey, I'll tell you oh, guys. All this the right sauces now. are in here. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Wait. Oh, eat what? Dude, I got to drive up to LA today. I'm stopping at Chick-fil-A. That Chick-fil-A that you like? I'm stopping at that, that Chick-fil-A. Chick Which Where's that at? It's in like uh, Mission Viejo or... Yeah. I don't know, but I'm stopping. Where the outlets there. are? Yeah, I'm stopping. I don't care, man. It's cold. It's raining. It's comforty food. I'm stopping yep. all up in that bitch. So, all up in it. I, you know what's amazing is how this is actually working. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm. It's pretty cool don't that it's actually working. It, for don't, don't, don't do I'm, that. I'm not jinxing it. I have I'm one. It. it says low internet right now, one bar. So do well, I actually see? sound see good and look happened? good? Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> as man. soon as I said that, you froze. Yeah. No, I did it during the Steeg interview too. <laughs> yeah. So. But if it's holding up, it's holding up. That's doing all right. It's doing okay see? right now. Yeah. See, I know. Now it's No. What they do with the sphere is so unbelievable. I mean, I, it it doesn't even look real, the sphere. Even when you're there, you're like, how is it like, how is this thing like this? It, the way the sphere changes the videos. Alex, did you say you were going to go to that movie there at the sphere? I want to, yeah. Um, I would love to go. Do I, I have a per diem from the, from the, for the show? Oh, oh, which show? Don't you have, don't, aren't you there like on business with, with sick? <laughs> Oh, look at that. Burt Kreischer just got just got offered to us tomorrow morning. No way. Yeah, let me know right now. He's the guy that he's the comedian that never wears a shirt. Oh, dude. Uh he's funny, dude. Ask him about if he comes on the show, I'm gonna ask him about Natasha. Uh I think I can't remember her name. Uh Lagavo, whatever. She took her shirt off on the stage too. Titties out and all. No way. Because he was on stage, he was doing the bit, and then he gets off the stage topless. She gets on the stage and literally goes, you guys like that? And then she just takes off her top and she starts telling jokes topless and he can't believe it. He's like, oh my God. So that was a pretty funny thing. How'd she look? So, oh. uh, it was blurred. It was a comedy club. Oh. They was, okay. I saw it on, on uh, Twitter. So and you guys don't see much. All right. Gotcha. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, tomorrow, more of Radio Row, which should be great. And uh, activity will pick up to be sure. So looking forward to that. And, um, oh man, I can't believe it's the rain has started again. The rain has, is come coming back now. It's coming down, baby. It's supposed yeah. to rain all week, no? 
Yeah, I think I think so. At least I think through Thursday, at least, you know, yep. and that's and Thursday's that day with the Kobe statue, you know, up in L.A., which is why I'm Oof. staying here. I know. Oof. I know. Not He's good. Well, that's not a good luck. It's currently him. 45 degrees here. So who's got it worse? <laughs> who's got it worse than us? <laughs> yeah. actually, 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 people floating. We do. We do. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, um, keep keep in touch with everybody with though on Instagram and on um, and on TikTok. Yeah, we got the. Uh, there's a party tonight at the F1 Plaza. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna, we're gonna. I just want to go to the F1 Plaza. I don't really care about the party. Yeah, so that's it's we'll it's right that. by the stadium, isn't it? It's like across the street. Um, no, it's over. Further. It's over here by Top Golf. Oh, really? It's on this side. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have a good time, man. You're gonna have a good time. Is cousin Nancy in town yet? No, tonight, I believe. Did you go to pick up your credentials and tell them that me and Brown are not picking up our credentials? Did you explain to them that we have COVID? Yeah. it's <laughs> exactly what I did. And I was like, hey, uh, my two colleagues on that list, uh, John and Scott, she's like, yeah, yeah. Um, they're not going to be able to make it. Um, they got COVID. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, you know. And she's like, so they're not going to come? I'm like, no, I don't think so. I mean, no, they're not going to come. I don't want to get people like, sick. Yeah, she was like, "That really sucks," and I was like, it "Yeah, so I don't know. If, I don't know if you it guys does. don't don't put it on their record that they didn't pick up their credential." <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not feeling so good. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got to go. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Follow us all day on Instagram and on TikTok so you can see what's going on up in Vegas uh, through our hopefully, eyes. Hopefully, Alex's we eyes. feel better. Hopefully, we feel better. Yeah, tomorrow. I mean, Browner, feel better, man. Feel better. I yeah, will try. Alex, stay healthy up there, buddy. I'm trying. Okay, man. All right, we're back. I do tomorrow. feel like I'm gonna get it. Oh, you are, Again? dude. I'm around oh. too many people, man. Come right. on, yeah, like guess what? Dog, no, no, no way. I'm not gonna be that. Don't guy. be him. Just take yeah. that. Take that sickness. Take that. Take, take it straight that. to the lungs. Yeah. <laughs> ah, take it to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Follow <laughs> us on Instagram. I'll keep posting more shit. All right, dude. All right, we're back tomorrow. Peace out, everybody. Bye.